Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Welcome back to the 1% Club podcast. Just recapped UFC Paris. Let's dive into, what is this, UFC 278? 279. 279. Kamzat Shamaya versus Nate Diaz. Listen, I just did a breakdown on the UFC's YouTube channel of Shamaya versus Diaz. Pretty cool. Uh, it's like 35 minutes or whatever. If you guys have time, go comment, like, all that good stuff. But until then, let's get into this main card. Kicking us off is going to be Johnny Walker versus Ian Kudalaba. Uh, this one's tough. I feel like I feel like the 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 fights are catching up to Walker. You know, the fight the he's been he's been clipped a couple times. That the knockout that he took against Jamal Hill was brutal, brutal. brutal. Like he stood him up, uh, and I'm not saying that to be a, a jackass or anything like that. It's just a nasty knockout, and we've talked about this before on the show, but. Sometimes those knockouts you just don't ever come back from, you know. So it's it's uh, he's had a lot of wars, but I do like him. Uh, I think he's got some value in this fight. I don't know what the lines are. What's the, what's what's tell me what the line is on this? I think Cudi Lab is a slight favorite. Um, yes, minus two oh seven. That's a little higher than I thought. Johnny Walker plus seventy seven. Listen, Cudi Lab is good, but he typically only has a, a a solid round in him, you know. He and he's not a big. Uh, he likes to grapple a little bit more typically and I, I don't this is a weird one for me because I feel like Kudalaba gets tired right Kudalaba gets tired and he's typically has a good five minutes in him and the rest I'm not saying he's bad after that but uh Walker's big in that division it's a weird fight this is a weird fight I could this is one of those fights where I could see play out a bunch of different ways it wouldn't shock me uh Kudalaba by knockout wouldn't shock me but I wouldn't be surprised if Walker won a decision here either. That's like it, the over popped out to me immediately. It's over one and a half. Over one and a half. I mean, Kudalaba's going. I mean, I listen. Ian's a he's a bully in round one, so I got to think that he's going to come out throwing hammers. You know, he always he always tries to he tries to bully people and he tries to hurt people early, and I got to I got to I got to imagine that he's going to try to put some hammers on Walker, especially. Surely he's got an idea of a suspect chin. He's going to try to find that out early. Yeah, it just never came together for Walker. Well, dude, he had a good... He's had a... It's like he he looks really good sometimes, and then he hasn't looked stellar at others, you know? And it's... uh, And that once again, we talked about that chin. That It just... Gosh, dang, in that 205 division, those guys hit so hard. It's tough just because that you got to have that. It's like having a, that's like having a car with, you know, 1500 horsepower, but no good tires. You got to have, you got to have a supporting cast and the, the chin of Walker just, I don't want to say it's bad. I, I don't because he's been hit by some big punchers. You know what I mean? It's not like he's getting slept by pillow hands or anything like that. He's getting hit by Jamal Hill. Good Lord. I mean, he just knocked out Tiago Santos, Santos who doesn't get finished. So, you know, I, I just, this is a tough fight and I wouldn't be shocked if anything happens in this one. It's really difficult for me to play. There's no way I'm dropping uh minus 200 on Kudalaba. Uh, the over one and a half is minus 135. There might be some value there just because if Walker can get out around, if Walker gets out around one, I could see him winning this fight. If Walker gets out around one, I'm, I'm saying this right now. If Johnny Walker can get out around one, the odds of him winning this fight drastically, I mean, 
drastically increased. So uh, this is an interesting, interesting, interesting fight. I'm, I, I got to stay away from this one. I don't, I, I just don't. Both of these guys have been super inconsistent for me, and because of that, I really like to I like to play on consistency. Like you know, I want to know that's we talked about this before. One of my favorite guys to bet on is Ricky Simone. He's consistent. I know exactly what I'm going to get every single time out. He's going to be a good wrestler. He's always in shape. Hits hard. Defends a takedown well. He's never going to you know he's durable. He's he's got all that. Like I I know what I'm going to get every single time out. And with both of these guys, I've seen them look like world beaters, and I've seen them look less uh, less than impressive. So. Uh, if both of these guys show up to their best of their abilities, we're in for a really good fight. Uh, next up to bat, Irene Aldana versus Macy Chason. Uh, I got to be honest with you, I'm a huge Aldana fan. I'm a really, really big Aldana fan. I got to think Macy is going to look to put Aldana against the fence and uh, and try to wear her out. That seems to be her MO as of late. She did that against Dumont and looked really good doing it. You know, that's anytime you're facing a power puncher that, that boxes at range, especially somebody like Aldana who's got a left hook from hell, She's got incredible boxing. The, the way you negate that is putting them on the fence. And and Macy's, I will say this, Macy's cardio seemed to improve. Her her uh, her fence wrestling seemed to improve. She looked really good against Dumont. I, I thought that was a really tough matchup for her. Yeah, I even talked to her coach, uh, Safe, about this. I, I, he even said, this is a really difficult fight for us, but this is what we're going to do. If we can execute, I think we're going to win. And they did. It looked really good. Macy looked awesome. Got a, a really good win over Norman Dumont, who I who I rate pretty high. But Aldana is a step up, and I think it's a really difficult matchup for her because the difference between Aldana and Dumont is Dumont is okay with being on the fence. You're not going to see Aldana hang out on the fence too much. She's She is going to work to get off that fence and get back to the open mat to where she can get back on her jab and look for that left hook at range that's that is what you're going to see from her a lot of jabbing a lot of left hooks and if macy strikes with her in the open mat i think there's going to be some serious problems i think macy needs to do exactly what she did against dumont put her on the fence and grind her out that's easier said than done uh, at the line at the line aldana minus 175 I, I i gotta be honest i thought it was going to be a little higher i really did uh i really did so i i i it's pretty clear-cut path to victory. I, I can't see Macy striking in the open mat with her, but if Macy can get this fight on the fence, I can see Aldana having some real problems here. So it's the question of whether Aldana will stay there or not is... Yeah, in the past, she's shown... Uh, that has been her deficiency, but she does show an effort to get off of it. Like, Dumont was just good being there, right? Like, she kind of was lacking the underhooks, and she was stopping the takedown for the most part, but she she lacked... It's, it's one thing to stop the takedown, but then you also have to reverse the position, and that's where Dumont... She stopped the takedown well, but did not reverse the position. Aldana has shown a deficiency in kind of getting held on the fence, but as of late, it seems to have progressed a little bit past that. I, I got to think she's going to show some urgency, especially after watching the Dumont fight. If I'm her coaching staff, I got to think, okay, just put her on the fence. Like, let's just spend the whole camp on the fence, getting off the fence. I got to think she's putting some serious work on the on the cage to get off of that. Either way, really good, really good fight here. A good stylistic clash. And I would think that the winner of this is going to take a nice little, a little bump up. So this next fight I'm really excited for. I was, I was actually in the same room when this fight got put together. Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez. The line is Holland minus two, I believe 200 ish. I'm close. I know I am. Yeah. Minus, uh, minus 194 for Kevin Holland plus 169 on D rod. I, 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 I think D-Rod can win this fight. It's a good fight, but I don't think he's... I, to see a, that line is a little... I, dude, I think D-Rod's being way undervalued here. 
I mean, D-Rod's not going to wrestle, and that seems to be the only thing that, you know what I mean, that the only uh, deficiency he's shown. Uh, click on D-Rod for me. Yeah, 16-2. and two. He's he's a hammer striker. The problem is, is you know, he he beat Kevin Lee, who was a undersized in my opinion. Preston Parsons not a big uh, a big threat. Uh, Mike Perry, that fight he was he looked he looked bad against Dalby. I don't know what happened there. To see to see a plus one seventy next to D Rod's name is a little baffling to me. I thought I thought it would be a lot closer. I I, I thought I thought uh, we would see a slight lean on Holland, but I thought it would be a little bit closer. The the only thing, and this is what I'm banking on, and we'll obviously we'll dive into this with Shay later in the week. But Shay said this uh, last week. He actually called me and he said, "Listen, we got to be looking for the thing that they're not taking into account." And I don't know if Vegas is taking this into account, and this might be why the line is where it is. But this fight is at 180, and D-Rod took this on short notice. So that tells me that he's not in excellent shape to get to 170. And I was in the room when this fight was made. They, they're saying he's training, you know what I mean? Like, the shape, it's at 180, I believe. Yeah, look, right there, main card, 180. Right in the middle. Yeah, this is at 180. So that, you know, that is a concern. That's Maybe that's where the line is coming from. Uh, that that's all I can think of is why you would see the plus one seventy next to D Rod's name. But I, if if this was at one seventy, I gotta I I think this this fight is a little bit closer. I would put this fight at like Holland minus one fifty minus one forty range is where I would place it. But I'm not Vegas either. This fight is the people's main event in my opinion. I think this fight is gonna steal the show. Both these guys extremely durable. I don't think you're gonna see a lot of wrestling from either one of them. Uh, if I'm D Rod, I. I got to at least try, right? I mean, Holland's shown some major deficiencies in that area in the past, but also has shown improvement in fixing those deficiencies. So regardless, people's main event right here, folks, Kevin Holland versus Dana Rodriguez. And, uh, you know, both these guys kind of fit the Diaz bill too, right? You know, so later on the car, we have Nate Diaz. So I, th I think that's uh, Vegas is in for a treat here. Uh, Co-main event, Lee Jing Liang, Tony Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson's sitting at like plus 225, I think. Uh, and the comeback on that, uh, Ferguson, 266 now. Good Lord. Wow. They're going to force me to play Tony Ferguson. They're, uh, Lee Jing Lang's minus 316. They're going to force me to play Tony Ferguson. I, I, I just, I can't. Lee is, I mean, Lee's got the power, obviously. You know, he's, he's got, he's got pop. He knocked out uh, Ponzinibbio. He's, he's, he's looked good lately. But dude, Ferguson is not—he's—he's he's losing to high elite level guys, like the best of the best of the best of the best. And like Jing Liang, he—he he brings a good game, but it's—it's it's not like there's been a question about his consistency as well. Sometimes he looks yeah. great, and sometimes he's dude. He got like Shamayev is a gangster, but he got ragdolled by Shamayev, like bad. And of course. Ferguson, you know, when you pull up his topology, I'm like, okay, he's lost four in a row, but to who? Gaethje, Oliveira, Dariush, Chandler. And he, dude, he hurt Gaethje. He hurt Chandler. He's game, man. And and I think the question is his chin. Can his chin hold up? But I just, at that line, I, I, I can't I can't not play. I'm going to have to play Tony Ferguson at that line. And I bet it's going to keep going that way, too. I think it's a bit crazy to be questioning his chin because he, he got... He took a soccer kick from Michael Chandler to the to face. The face. But yes. if you look at if you go back to that Gaethje fight, he got cracked for Hard. five rounds. And he didn't get knocked out. He the referee stepped in. 
Yes, right? he, he was. Not, he didn't go down. So no. I, don't, I don't think he can question his chin. It's just more kind of the Oliveira had his arm twisted. All but and dude, there's no quitting this guy. He's a gangster, a hundred percent. And uh, I got. It's hard to. It's for me. It's hard to bet on Tony just because he's had so many. Uh, you know, he's he has not been on a good a good. Uh, tear lately obviously he's losing four in a row but even with with uh Li Jing Liang he beat uh uh Muslim uh what is it Salikov who's 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 pretty good uh, you know we I think we actually paid Salikov in that and Lee looked really good but against Shamayev who's obviously a G uh he got ragdolled there was like zero offense out of Lee in that fight Ponzinibbio looked really good and then Magni put him on the fence and and took him down listen I I don't uh I, I if Ferguson mixes his game up, man, this is his fight to win or lose. You know what I mean? Like, especially at that line. I'm not saying I'm listen, I'll I'll end the this matchup with this. I'm not saying Tony Ferguson's gonna win that this fight, but I have a I have a hunch that he's gonna be somewhere around plus three hundred when this fight actually takes place. And at that line, I don't think I can pass up on that. I'm not laying the chalk on on Oh Leach. god, no. no. It's for me, it's not a it's a dog or pass. Like I I, I can't play Lee at that uh at that line. I just can't. I can't do it. Last but not least, comes out Shamayev, Nate Diaz. As I said at the top of the show, I did a, a breakdown on the UFC's uh, YouTube channel on this. It's like 30, 40 minutes, something like that. I'll put it in the description. Yeah, put it in the description. Put the link in the description. Let me know your comments on that, only if they're good, obviously. If they're bad, keep them to yourself. Um, but stylistically, I've watched, I've probably watched 20-plus uh, hours of film on this fight. This is a really difficult fight for Nate Diaz to win. I'll, I'll just be completely honest with you. Shamayev has, he's got power. His striking is very good. He switches stances seamlessly. His volume is there. Um, his wrestling, when he, he's going to be able to dictate where this fight takes place, where this fight takes place. He's going to be able to take Diaz down whenever he wants, in my opinion. And I don't think Nate's jujitsu is good enough once the fight, fight hits the ground now if nate can catch a guillotine or something like that i think he he needs to use the jiu-jitsu to defend the takedown if that makes sense like i think he needs to be attacking the neck on the way down easier said than done against somebody like uh kamzat who is he's just he, i mean we just haven't really seen any holes in his game do you think kamzat is just going to try to straight strike with him i thought about that earlier i do I really, I would not be shocked. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why I would you not just strike with him until he gives you a reason not to and then shoot? Because you know you're going to be able to take him down whenever you want. It's pretty much how I'd view it as if Nate was to win this fight, it would be by catching something, mm -hmm. some some form of a sub. One of the things that I caught, there's two things I want to talk about. One of the things I caught when I was doing the breakdowns is one, I talk about this on the on the UFC show, but when people switch to Southpaw, on Diaz, he does that slap 32 or that half beat one, two. It's like bop, bop. It rolls right over top. It's not like a one retract two. It's like a boop, boop. He hit Connor with it. He hit Leon Edwards with it. Talking to Gomi. Jim, I mean, he's pretty much hit everybody he's fought with it at least once, right? Now, whether he hurts him with it or not, that's up for debate. But when these guys switch to Southpaw, he starts, he gets that that left hand on the inside and he, he can hurt people, hurt Leon Edwards. I mean, that guy's the current welterweight champ. Heard it. I mean, and honestly, if he would have poured it on, he probably would have won that fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he started pointing at him and doing that thing that he always does. But if he would have poured it on him, he probably would could be, have. Yeah, could have. Could have. Yes, could have finished him. Uh, and then the second thing is Nate Diaz, outside of Jorge Masvidal, hasn't fought a true 
Orthodox fighter since like 2013, and that was Gray Maynard. So Anthony Pettis is Orthodox fighter, but he switches all the time. Masvidal was the only person that stayed uh, Orthodox against him, right? And Kamzat switches as well, but I think if he switches to that southpaw position, it's going to favor potentially Diaz could catch that, that half-beat one-two that we keep talking about. Regardless, in my opinion, Shamayev is the A-side on in pretty much every category. But Nate Diaz is a master at setting uh, traps and throwing tricks out. And he does have the most submission wins in UFC history from his back with five. I don't think that's going to be a factor here, but it's a nice little notation, right? He, he's, he's got slick stuff. And I think he's going to have to have that if he's going to want to uh, combat the, the wrestling or the power of Shamayev. Shamayev's just got too many tools to win this fight. It, I think he can strike with Diaz. I think he can wrestle Diaz. I think he can grapple Diaz. Like, I think if they did a straight jiu-jitsu match, I think he'd be fine. I do. I just, I, it's hard for me to see, uh, it's hard for me to see how, uh, it's hard for me to see where Nate is better than Shamayev in any category. Now, can he beat him? Absolutely. Nate's been the, you know, He's been the underdog. And I, I will say this, back-to-back -back fights against two of the most avoided fighters in the welterweight division, Leon Edwards and Hamzat uh, Shmaev. That right there is, you know, that, yeah. I personally think this fight is going to look a lot like Roy McDonald versus Nate Diaz with more damage. That's, that's how I think this fight is going to go. The problem is, is it's five rounds, not three. And if you remember that, Rory was putting on some big shots on Diaz. Granted, that was a long time ago. I just... I think Shamayev is. You know, I had a lot of questions about this dude early on. You know, I was, I was a, I want to say I was a naysayer, but it was like I don't. I, it takes me a while to get on the bandwagon. You know what I mean? I, I see these guys come and go. You see guys come in like, oh, blah, blah, the next big thing, and then they run into you know a veteran or whatever, somebody like Nate Diaz that sends them packing, and they're never the same again. I've done a lot of research on this fight. Uh, I just. It, I think he's the real deal, man. I think he's the real deal. I think he can contend at the for the title. I think he, I think he can beat Usman. I think he can beat Leon Edwards. I think he can beat all those guys. He has the ability to, whether he will or not, I don't know. But I think he's a really tough matchup for Leon Edwards. And I gotta be honest, I think his striking is better than Usman's, and I think he can stop the takedowns. I just I this guy's the real deal, man. I'm a big believer of him. Right away, minus sixteen hundred, no shot, no shot. I'm laying that. Uh, just I mean. If you want to throw him in a parlay to make a couple extra bucks, do your thing, whatever. I don't see him losing this fight. But uh, the over one and a half, I, I, yeah, I'm with that. Diaz is tough, man. Diaz is super tough. And he's not going to – I don't. he's hard to get out of there, bro. Who's who's knocked him out? Was The last guy to finish him was Josh Thompson, I think. Referee stoppage. I don't. I got to go back and rewatch that. I like that over one and a half at minus 165. I like it a lot. But uh, it's just, once again, it's not about – can Nate win this fight? I just I don't see where he's better than Shamayev uh, anywhere, to be honest with you. And uh, the only thing that would kind of worry me about this is referee Fiddy Stoppage or Doctor Stoppage. If I had to guess, I would say Shamayev is going to be would win maybe by TKO due to like blood or cut. Yeah, you wink you know, at Nate and he starts like, bleeding. You know that's right. Kind of like a Masvidal stoppage. We've seen those happen with Diaz quite a bit, and that's not that's not a shot on Diaz. He's got all that scar tissue built up. And like you said, if he starts the fight with a cut over his face, you know what I mean. So uh, this is Shamayev is the A side here. Does Nate have the tricks to to pull out a a win? Yeah, sure, he does. I just I don't think he's I don't think he's necessarily better anywhere, you know. And uh, I love the Nate Diaz army. I'm a huge Nate Diaz fan. I love watching these guys. I just 
unobjectively, I try to bring an unobjective approach to this unbiased approach. And I, I just, it's really difficult for me to see a scenario where Nate Diaz is better than Shamayev anywhere. You know, can he win? Absolutely. He can win. I just, I don't, I don't see where he's better unless, you know, there's two scenarios that, that kind of come to mind. Shamayev just coming in and completely disrespecting the game and try to get Diaz out of there early and gassing himself out. That's possible. You know, it's possible. Uh, I saw an interview today. Shamayev was like, the UFC wants me to kill this guy. You know, he says that about everybody, but I, I don't know, man. It's, it's Shamayev is the real deal. In my opinion, he's a beast. He's an animal. I think he can, I think he has all the, all the fixings to be the UFC welterweight champion. I mean, I think he's very good. I think he's very talented. I've watched a ton of video on this guy and I was not on the bandwagon at all until Burns, until Burns, until Burns. Gilbert Burns is the real deal. Gilbert is one of my favorite fighters in that division. And that's not a, I just think he's incredible. I think he's very good. And he's got, Shamayev showed a complete game. I talk about this in the breakdown once again, but he dealt, he answered all the questions. He can deal with somebody stopping his takedowns. He got the takedown, first of all. He got the takedown on Burns, but he also can deal with somebody causing drama. He can deal with the power of somebody like Burns. He's got the durability. He took a monster right hand from Burns in the third round, I think, or the second or second round, and got dropped, dropped into a double leg, still got the takedown. Um, and then the third round uh, came back, and it was a close round, but he showed that he's got the cardio, he's got the volume, he's got the power, he's got the wrestling. He can hang with the elites in that division all day. And I think he's incredible. I'm always going to feel like that fight not being five rounds was one that got away. Oh, I know. I know. You could run you could run that back any day of the week and I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say a word. Yeah, this is this is an inter- interesting one. I always like to get Shay's opinion on on cards like this because from a betting perspective, there's a lot of difficulty here like minus 1600. What am I going to do with minus 1600? You know what I mean? How do I bet that fight? How do I play that fight? Shay's Shay will be the one to to help uh, to pick those out. Another one, another thing about this card is there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of dogs here that kind of like it's you know they dangle out the it's like do I want to play three or four different dogs on this card and you know there's just a few that hang out to me but I, there's there's a lot that I do like on this card a lot so uh, we'll we'll get him back on later in the week but until then uh, UFC Paris delivered although for a pay per view. I don't think there's a ton of star power behind this card. I do think this card is going to deliver. I do think this is going to be worth your $75 or $80 or whatever they're charging us now. I do think this card is going to deliver, and I think there's some great matchups for the fans on this card. We'll see you on Saturday.